Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the RAP podcast, the Welsh Regional Rugby Appreciation Pod, where we try to cover all the important issues on and off the field in Welsh regional and national rugby. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, all of that information is at the end, so you'll just have to bear with us and get to that bit. In the meantime, enjoy this week's show. Hello and good evening to this week's edition of the RAP podcast, the Welsh Regional Rugby Appreciation Pod. And joining me as always is Carwin and Jamie. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we? Yeah, good evening. Good, thank well. you. Good. Good. So um, those of you that know Reese will know that he had at least two shandies on Saturday and is still recovering, so he isn't with us this evening. Um, so in... In Reese's place, I mean, it's a fair swap. It's a fair swap, let's be honest. Is Dragons legend Jason Tavi. Good, good evening, Jason. Good evening, lads. Um, pleasure to be a part of the show and uh, look forward to um, dissecting a few things that's gone on. Absolutely. Thanks sure. for joining us. Yeah. The, the, I think the first bit to establish is, is are you a, a, an ex Dragons player or an ex Cardiff player or an ex Edinburgh player? I mean, or an where, where does it sit or does it depend on who's talking to you? Yeah, well, yeah. Good. Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> we'll skip, yeah, we'll skip over that one. <laughs> we'll skip the Dragons legend. Yeah, that's Dra- the one we prefer. Yeah, because Jamie's here, we'll stick to Dragons legend. So, what what did you make of the game on the weekend, Jace? What did you uh, what did you take out of that game? Uh, uh, I think you know um, there's a lot of frustration there. You can see. Um, honestly, I don't know what the game plan was. I felt like we were kicking the ball every time we had it. Like I think a lot of people would rather us go down and lose 30, 40 points by, you know, maybe throwing it around and having a little go. Um, especially this time of year. We'll, for me now, I think the World Cup's a bit of a write-off for us. Um, we got that, you know, you look at the back line we had, we had Thomas Williams at nine, 
Owen Williams at 10, you had uh, Joe Hawkins and Mason Greedy, Josh Adams, Zamet, and Halfpenny. You know, that back line should be tearing it up, give them a bit of freedom to uh, to have a crack, you know. And I suppose the one issue is, is do we have enough game line ball carriers in our pack? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough for back. It's tough for backs when you're behind the game line all the time. Um, so you can kind of understand why we're kicking the ball quite often. But I thought it was quite obvious who was kicking all the time. Uh, we were literally slowing it right down. You know, Freddie Stewart had a, had a field day at the back, didn't he? That's you know, yeah, rightly deserved man of the match as well. That's a he took but everything. But we, I, I thought I was there. I thought we had lots of opportunities to to run it. You know. Where they were, they were jogging back, just trying to set rather than going right. There's the ball, send it out wide. Let's go. Yeah, create create something like. I th- it's one of those I'd rather I'd rather us go down, fighting, having a go than, you know, just playing the kind of boring Gatlin rugby that we played for twelve years, which worked, but we had the players to do it then. You know, I think now we've got ball players. Let's let's use them and give the ball to our. You know, we've got two of the best wingers in world rugby. Let's yeah. get the ball to him and give him a bit of time on the ball and a bit of space, and you know, let's see how many tries they score then. But you could see that when Thomas Williams did make the break, when when he took a quick tap penalty just before half time, mm. and he and he, you know, he made twenty thirty meters, and the man on his shoulder was Ken Owens, a bloody hooker. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you're like, he must be the second slowest person on the pitch. Why? Why th- is he the one that's following him? I, th- I think that's the frustrating thing as well, because uh, you know that is Tom's game, quick taps. But the worst thing is at that stage of the game, it was probably the wrong decision. Mm. But right. I, th- I think he more he took that quick tap more out of frustration that he's not been able to give a bit have the freedom that he's he's used to with with Cardiff, and we know what he does for Cardiff when he's in a bit of open play. You know, he's one of the best nines in in Europe. But do, do you see anything building? I know we're only like two, three games, whatever, into into Gatlin's era, second era. But do you see anything building? Do you see anything improving at all? Um, you know, obviously, I, I thought our defence was a lot better. Uh, but was that because it was Wales, England, and you're up for it a little bit more? And, you know, everything that's gone on in the week was emotions a lot higher. Um, at the moment, I can't see where our attack's going. Is it any better than what it was when Stephen Jones was there? I'd say it's probably a little bit worse. Like we've probably gone backwards and we're not trying things. At least, at least we tried a little bit when you know Pivot was there, even though it, it wasn't the greatest. Um, but you know we got we got some good youngsters coming through now. Um, you know Jack Morgan, Raphael, um, Hawkins, and Grady. You know if we can build, we need to start building a squad around these. Around these boys for the next for the next four or five years, ready for the twenty twenty seven World Cup, you know. Yeah, I, I was looking there. You say about the youngsters coming through, and he's um, a few of them have now been released back to the squads uh, for this weekend. I, I don't know why no one was released last weekend, uh, but then you have got Kieran Williams and Reese Davis now coming back to the Ospreys, and Kieran hasn't had looking yet, uh, as in you know team selection, and those those are two solid lads. To have in your team, um, what, what's your thoughts on them letting them go back to the regions now this weekend, and obviously not having to have much game time either? Well, it should it should, it should have happened the first week. 
Yeah. I thought it was, you know, I, I just think it's quite selfish of them not releasing these boys and, you know, and that, what they'll end up saying then, oh, is they not match fit? Well, yeah, you kept them back three weeks holding title bags, doing nothing. Yeah. What they expect, you know, is you do all the fitness you want in the world, but it never, nothing ever comes down to match fitness. So for me, I just thought it was quite selfish, you know, and it was, it was harsh on the regions. Yeah, especially with some big games coming up as well after the Six Nations, you know, well, especially for the Ospreys, yeah. uh, you know, with, with Saracens and everything. But, um, you know, I, I thought the back line was, was, was quite static, you know, watching on the weekend. Um, also, I was there as well with my daughter. You know, she loved it. It was her first Six Nations game. Mm. Um, but just from a, my point of view, I just thought it was static. And I thought, like you said, I thought they could have thrown the ball around a bit more and tried to create a few more chances, which... I think they, they did in the second half when Tompkins came on. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he, he sort of helped improve the back line. Um, but I don't know. You know, I know we're building towards the World Cup. I think the next two games are a complete write-off. I think we've got to go throw the lads in there, give them every chance to, you know, to show what they can do. Because yeah. Gatlin keeps reminding us, he'll have more time with them towards the World Cup. But um, he's got to get these boys on the pitch, give them that experience of these, high, you know, these big games, I think. Yeah, I agree. Jamie? Yeah, I was just thinking about what you were saying about the attack then, Tuck. Um, it's three tries in three games, and it's it's woeful, isn't it? And, and like you, I didn't know what the game plan was, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know we there were two areas I think Wales really lost out on. I think the kicking ball was one of them. And I can understand why teams kick a lot now, but it became pretty yeah, certain quite early, didn't it? Freddie Stewart just mocking up those high kicks. And yeah. you're thinking, well, OK, maybe now we need to try a new tactic because it just wasn't working. He was just catching them all day for fun. But we kept on persisting when it wasn't working. It's like we got no plan B if we plan A's not working. So where's our plan B? We didn't have one. And we yeah. lost the breakdown battle as well. We got turned over far too many times. Um but for me, you know, I love Justin Tipperick. I've waxed lyrical about him on this pod. And he did play well for Wales. I think he was our top tackler and he did have a good game. But I think going forward now, I think we well, we got two options. We either start Tommy Rafael at open side. Or we start Jack Morgan at seven. I think we need uh, someone a bit of a fetcher to break down more of a puncture. Mm. Um, but yeah, those are the two areas I think Wales are particularly lacking on. And the physicality, you know, we, we, we're just not winning the collisions, are we? You know, we, we haven't, like you said, we haven't got the ball carriers, we're losing collisions, and no, I it's th- a lot I think, of work to do. I, th- I think we're missing an out and out six. Mm. Someone, who, someone who just goes around trying to hurt, you know, just trying to hurt people, tackle, you know, like a Courtney Laws type of player. Yeah, you know, yeah. Puts the odd couple of big shots in, whether they're on time or late. I don't know, but you know, it's we need someone like that. I think, and at the moment, I don't. There isn't anyone like that, and I, that's that's a game changer. Yeah, I think Shinzoon yeah. is probably trying to base himself that way at the moment. I know he's only a young lad; he started off his international career, but I thought he played quite well on the weekend. Um. You know he's athletic and he, he gets around the park there and he does put in some bigots and he and he makes yards. Whereas then you have got someone like um, Adam Beard. I say he's six foot eight, twenty stone, but he makes about two, two yards. I, I don't get the logic with it. Like you know he's huge. How can why can't he make five meters? Yeah, that's. I I like the fact that you want a six who wants to hurt people. <laughs> for me, that's what a that's what a good six does. He he, he finds the weak spot in a tens a rib cage, uh, and he introduces the shoulders to the rib cage and he leaves it there. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, I th- I think 
for me, that's the sixes roll. Don't worry about anything else. Just go and smash a rack. All right, you've got to do it different this day and age now because of the head concussions and stuff. But for me, a sixes job is going to hit rucks. If you get the ball, carry it hard, and then you smash people. Like Moriarty Mori- would be perfect. And it's the same say, got yeah. that guy. He's now in the wheel squad. This was yeah, Moriarty. He would he would be perfect for the way he's playing for the dragons at the moment. He, every time he's got the ball, he's running hard at people and he's he's running to yeah. hurt people. You yeah, know? he's um, been brilliant for the dragons. I gotta say, yeah. since he's been dropped by Pivak, he's responded really well. But uh, yeah, there's a um, report out today that he's off to France, apparently. Like, there's no surprise. Good luck to him if he goes, but yeah. it's gonna be a big loss for the dragons. You know, oh. I know with back row it's a traditional area of strength for us, but losing Bobby Arty is gonna be a, a massive blow. Well, yeah, the same yeah. as losing Will Rollins as well, isn't it? No. Yeah, I mean, double, it's a double whammy. Yeah. But what can you do? We haven't got the budget to keep hold of him, have we? No. You know, no. and the shit show in Welsh rugby at the moment. You can't blame the boys for going, but um, two massive blows to, to lose them, Rollins and Moriarty. Yeah. yeah. So who, who would your backline be for the Italy game? Me. Yeah. Hmm. On, the, on the spot. Quick fire round. <laughs> do you know what I'd do? I'd bring Jared or Costello in. Okay. Mm. Um, with Thomas, uh, I go. I go the same two centers. I give them. Give them two a bit of time to, you know, get used to each other. Um, I'd probably go. Yeah, Zamix. He's a finisher. He can turn a game. Um. I'd probably go Jadzi, uh, just because it's consistent. You know, he really has a bad game. Um, Would you put him at fullback or keep him on the wing? I was just, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> um, yeah, do you know why I put him at fullback? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what? Actually, change that. I put Mason Grady on the wing. Josh Adams at fullback and Tompkins in centre. Bloody hell, that's radical. Oh, hang on, that's, <laughs> that's a little bit too radical. Like it. <laughs> I, just, I just try and get as many ball players on the pitch as possible. You know, just yeah. What about Rio? I Joe, I didn't even think. I forgot, totally forgot about it. <laughs> this is what I mean. We got we got so many youngsters now that we don't realise we've got, and just just get them on the pitch. Just get them yeah, on the yeah. Yeah. They need that time, don't they? Yeah. They need to learn get that experience. Yeah, definitely. I, I think the issue is the, the issue isn't necessarily the backs. The issue is that it's the front row and, and the second row yeah. give, giving us a platform to hit and go forward. You know, we're talking about six hitting hitting a ruck. If you've got a, a ruck that's going forward a little bit and you're a six and you're absolutely piling into that ruck, that's a lot easier to make that ruck move than if it's static or if it's coming back at you. Do you know what I mean? That yep. tiny little bit of momentum from that, that front row. And I think that's genuinely still where we're, we're just not up to scratch. And yep. you you can see it all over the park. And you, you've got someone like Ellis Genge and Carl Sinclair running at you, and you go, fuck me, that's 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 a front row that does damage, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and and we're just not up to the the ballpark on that. We're just not in the game. But let's stick Rio in it at prop. See what he does. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a little missing, down, missing Dowie Lake. Dowie Lake could be oh, yeah. uh, add some poundage yeah. to the front row there. You know, 
Yeah. And he's that boy's only going to get better. And you know, he's solid. And he's yeah. a, great at the turnover as well. And and the more people got like him in that in that front row, the better. I was just about to say about the ball carriers. We have got ball carriers in the park if you play Reese Carey and Liam Brown. The only problem is their scrummaging isn't quite as good as, say, Gav Thomas and Thomas Francis, but you've got way it up. Yeah. They'll give you go forward. They'll offer you more around the park. Or do you want the scrummaging, you know, stability of Gav Thomas, Wynne Jones or... You know, Thomas Francis, it's a tricky one to balance. But I do think yeah, yeah. we got to start giving, going forward now, we got to start giving likes of Reese Carey and Leon Brown. We keep hearing out, you know, the massive potential Leon Brown has, and he is a dragon, so I am biased. But let's give him some opportunities, proper opportunities. I think if we're going to go, if we're going to go young like that, I think this is where we're missing Jake Ball and Will Rowlands. Absolutely. Yeah. That go forward. Have, yeah. You imagine I, having those two in the second row, you know, the, the good weight behind them, they're tall, big lads as well. Yeah. Um, so but Jake Ball will be available for Wales now because mm. of this whole reducing the cap so he will be available for the World Cup but we don't know about Will Rowlands I mean if he comes back fit he can play a couple of World Cup warm-ups I think he's on mm. 23 and he's 25 now so you're absolutely right though Tom. we definitely need Ball and Rowlands especially for the World Cup don't we I think mm. But we're gonna get we're gonna get ball fit. I mean, he's out in Japan. He's on a barbecue after every game with a couple of pints. Isn't that how it works out in Japan? <laughs> perfect, perfect contract then. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh. Well, no. let's 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 move on to contracts then. Let's 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 leave Saturday's game where it is, and let's let's go back a couple of days to last Wednesday. Was it last Wednesday? They they came out and said, or Thursday? Yeah, Wednesday. Wasn't it? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. So that was meant to put the end. That was meant to be the full stop for the shit show that's been the last kind of three years, ten years, fifteen years of of, of Welsh rugby. Uh, what, what's your what's your take on it, Jace? We got some very incompetent people running the WRU. Yes. Um, Do I have to name name stuff? <laughs> I don't think you the need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, how you can't tell me that the WIU is not generating enough cash to be able to supply four regions with enough money to pay salaries for good squads, compatible squads. Was it? Is it five point two million? Yeah, 5.4 million for the first year, and then uh, I think it drops to 4.5 million in the second year. We can't be competitive on that, can we? We How in the hell do they think the region is going to be competitive on 4.5 million? The issue issue I got with them is the fact that they signed, they made, whether there's a contract involved or not, that they pay 80% of the um, national squad, 38 or 36, however many are in that squad. 38, yeah. How can you tuck the regions up like that now by saying, oh, we're not going to pay them? Yeah. You know, because some boys, some boys are earning good money. That probably takes a million out of the budget already before you've even started. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's, it's a disgrace and it shouldn't it shouldn't be allowed to happen either. And this, this is why everyone's frustrated because the regions are getting absolutely tucked up by the WIU. Yeah, and you know they're making what nearly nine million per international, possibly ten million per home international, aren't they? You know, and they've pummeled a lot of that money into a hotel that no one wanted, and no one needs, um, and they're putting their money in the wrong areas. 
what summed it up for me was Sam Cross's statement. They, they, they're holding like 4.2 million back for boxes. Yeah. 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 Hospitality. Yeah. What is yeah. that? Like, who comes up with these ideas? What idiot is in charge of that? Oh, that is shocking. To, like, we need to save 4.2 million just to do our boxes out. As long as you've got chairs in a cupboard in their own case, like, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the beer fridge, happy days, you know. It's yeah. Absolutely pathetic how you hold that much. There's, a, there's an extra million pound a region there. You know, it's yeah. what is going Like, I just really don't get really don't get it. We keep being told that this is a hundred million pound a year turnover business. So you're only going to give 20 million of that to the clubs, uh, to the regions in total. Mm-hmm. So there's another 80 million there a year Yep. that's doing what exactly? Because grassroots clubs aren't getting it and, you know, schools and colleges aren't getting it and it sure as fuck doesn't cost that much to run the stadium for the year. But so is, where's, where's is it going? That, the debt's pretty much paid off as well now, isn't it? I think well, it might was, be. They were definitely talking about that a while ago, weren't they? So Plus, even even that, like, you know, even if it was still going to regions and school, say there was tw- another twenty million gone in there, which it end, but you've still got sixty million. Hmm. Like, yeah. what is and that's he, year on year as well? You know, what, year what on year, issue we're giving clubs an extra two million quid, eight extra eight million extra eight million a year. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. I, I I remember the first. Um, the first meeting, so when I was in at Cardiff, I think he said the Blues then, when I was at Cardiff. Oh no, say, um, the, say the Blues, it's really blues is fine. Come oh, I'll wake up Twitter. Jamie does it on purpose. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, <laughs> Nigel, Nigel Walker first came, first came into the meeting and he was like, oh, you know, I want to make us competitive because I'm sure he ended up on the, on the Cardiff board to start with. Um, he was like, I want to make this competitive, you know, with like everything wants to be more professional. Um, I want us to be honest and all that. It's like, where the hell's your honesty? Like, you know, like <laughs> the funny thing was, I put something out on Twitter about him a couple of weeks ago and he come back at me a bit, but he doesn't realize, he doesn't realize that I speak to people, I know things like, you know, I still got good contact, like good mates in the game. And there's a paper, there's, there's a email trail of him agreeing to the meeting and then cancelling the meeting to go and a bloody dinner with the sponsors like this. Yeah. It's, it's a joke. I, uh, I won't make it up. I, did, I did enjoy you calling Nigel Walker Claire on Twitter. <laughs> a very subtle <laughs> was mate. I quite like that. All right, it's, it's just one of those though. You just, I just feel sorry for the boys. They're getting absolutely bummed. Yeah. You can see yeah. on Ken, Ken's face when he's been interviewed after, after the match, like, you know, absolutely dejected. Yeah. They've all, you like, know, like, you can't blame them. They've given up. They've just given up completely. Like, you know, their heads are gone. I'd be the same. Like, you know, I'm it's, I'm one of those. I'm one of the type of people who I kind of be like trying to push the regional boys now just to, like, screw it, we'll strike if they end. Yeah. You know, wh- wh- why should we put our bodies on the line week in, week out when we're the ones getting tucked up with 30 grand contracts, for example, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was actually going to... Um... So I was just about to ask about that, the 30 grand thing, because there's a report in Wales Online today from Ben James, and he was reporting there's a dozen players at Cardiff currently earning up to 250k a year. Now they've been told the most they could be offered for next season is 30k. 12 Cardiff players, some of whom are internationals, 
experienced regional players were called into individual meetings with bosses last Thursday where they were told there simply isn't enough money to offer them anywhere near what they're currently earning. I mean, what did you make of that? That's shocking, isn't it? 30 grand a year for a professional rugby player. To, to be fair, it's, it's one of those. You, you can go and earn more playing in the Prem and then getting a job on the side. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. It's... I, I, honestly, I'd be embarrassed if I was like the CEO of one of the... I'd be embarrassed to offer them. Yeah. You get an international player. So, all right, I think 12 being on 250K is a bit of exaggeration or whatever, you know, but there's going to be one or two would be. But then yeah. I think the, the, the others will be filtered, back, filtered down from that. Hmm. But I just think it's an absolute disgrace again how you can like off, see someone, even someone on like 90K, how could you offer him a 60 grand pay cut? Yeah, huge, isn't it? It really is. So we, we, we talk about the, the money in the game, and I, I don't know if it's rightly or wrongly. So I don't know what Wales first team players are getting paid, obviously, and their bonus wins or whatever. But do you think you should be paid to play rugby for, for Wales or the money that's generated goes into those regions from those appearances? And the privilege is there to play for Wales, not be paid to play for Wales. That's a tricky one, isn't it? Um, I know. I know we all need to earn money. <laughs> but if that money was into the region instead and they had that, those extra funds, you know, obviously you're getting paid a decent wage, hopefully. You know. Yeah, it's, it, could be, it could be one of those. Maybe like there's something worked out where a certain percentage goes on top of their contract then if they play for Wales or something like yeah. that. Um, like a bonus kind of scheme or, you know, or, or, like I don't know what what they're in now per game. I think it, it, it changes every year, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, it's not the figures. Like, I, I'm obviously I know they do and, and, and good luck to them. But I just wondered if there was another way that could... Yeah, I, like I said, I'd, I think maybe try a little bonus sort of scheme you know if you play if you play one game during the six nations you might get like on your next year's contract you get an extra 10 grand or something like that. yeah i don't know something you know there must be a, a way of sorting finances out yeah no absolutely but doesn't a lot of it just come down to trust though and, and the trust between the wyu and the regions and the players has just been kind of shot to hell there just isn't there isn't leadership there and there isn't trust there nobody trusts each other they, they, they've come out and basically made sure that the game was on for Saturday and right before kickoff, Nigel Walker's kind of saying you know I'm going to hold their feet to the fire to make them give the players money and contracts that don't exist I mean do you know what I mean that the trust and the leadership just isn't there like for some bizarre, like what has gone through his head to say that? Yeah, like, you're, you're live on TV, there's millions of people watching, everyone knows what's gone on, everyone knows, right? No doubt they're going to interview Nigel Walker at some point during the game, so everyone's going to be looking for it. And then you go and you go and see something like that, like, yeah, it's not helpful, <laughs> is it? Tough, you know, and then you had Ken Owens a few days ago outside the veil saying. We all need to work together in Welsh rugby, don't we? Yeah, and then you yeah. got Nigel Walker coming going, I'll hold their feet to the fire if they don't say the cup. How was that helpful in any way? I thought it was bizarre. I really did. It's it's bizarre and it go it goes to show the lack of 
idea, you know, the lack of. Uh, I don't know what I'm looking for here. Well, it, it it genuinely looks like he doesn't give a shit. Like, does he really care if the regions go under or not? It doesn't look like it. Saying comments like that all the time. And and that comes back to the trust issue thing again. It, that they just can't. And in a way, I feel sorry for 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 Walker because. He's in a no-win situation. Any, anything he says, anything he tries to do is is just, he's better off shutting up, disappearing for a while, and and actually giving people something that can be delivered. But then yeah. he'll get criticised for like not being in front of the press and what have you. It, so he's he's not in a uh, in a in a, any situation that he's going to win. Yeah, but he's also temporary, isn't he? He's only yeah. a temporary CEO. He's interim. Yeah, he's yeah. interim CEO. Yeah. No, as Lee is saying, look, he's he's coming to a difficult position because Welsh Rugby's a shit show, I get that. And I do like Nigel Walker. But then at certain times, I read his comments, I think, no, mate, you're not getting it. And, like, those comments were unnecessary in the Wales game. They just were, you know, like I said, especially after Ken Owens has come out and said, we need to all work together. Then you got him going, no, I got all defeat by the fight. It's just there's a lack of unity, is well, there? You know, we need everyone pulling in the same direction. It's not happening. Didn't after after Ken said that? Didn't he come and say something again? Then saying, "Oh, well, other people judge us or something like that." Yeah. So Ken said, "Welsh rugby is a laughing stock," and mm. Nigel said, "Well, I'll leave that to other people to decide whether Welsh rugby is laughing stock." He's like, "Well, yeah, we are, mate." <laughs> Literally, everyone <laughs> yeah. thinks it. It's decided. <laughs> it's done. Ken just told you. Yeah. There's, no, there's no decision from it. Any other people ever knows we are. Yeah. 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 I think we just dropped. We've just dropped down to tenth in the world rankings, which has equaled our lowest ever ever place, as well. Cheers for that, Cut. Really cheers us like, up there, mate. That's all right. Japan are now above us. Oh, that's official, hell. is it? That's official. Well, right. just sums up where Welsh rugby is at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, are we surprised? Well, yeah. No, I mean we're, we're sliding down, and this yeah. Welsh rugby is in decline. It's just where we are, I'm afraid. Yeah. Like, the issue, the issue I see, like, what's wrong with saying, right, this season, right, for the new season now, we're going to give you five million. All right, it's a little bit lower, but then the next season we increase it another five hundred thousand. So for five years, we just slightly increase, increase, and if we can't cope with it, just bring it back down. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. there's got to be ways. There's got to be like sensible ways of doing it, not literally cutting a million pound out of the budget straight away. No, but there's all that money from the CVC investment as well, isn't there? You know, where's that gone? Apart from obviously the COVID twenty million loan they took out, so right, the clubs are playing it back. You know, I mean, it's, it's just not on. So some of it's been held for capital projects, so they haven't really stored the money because some of it's been held back for capital projects. So when you say capital projects, do you mean hotels? Hotels, roof walks, beer. Well, you know, to have dinner, it's all that corporate stuff, isn't it? But uh, yeah, all, all so what can you do? Yeah, that should be going into our rugby. Full stop. That should be helping our teams. Yeah, and the rest yeah. will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, rugby but, uh, comes it, first. Here's a question for you then, Tav, because um, you know a lot of people have got their own ideas about you know how to improve Welsh rugby. We had people like Sam Warburton and Jamie Roberts coming out now. What do you make of this East and West nonsense? Cutting regions, cutting down to two, cutting down to three, North Wales. I mean, do you see any value in it or do you think it's a load of bollocks? Well, it's bollocks cutting down for two. You can't cut down to two because there's 
not going to be enough rugby for players who are good enough to play that level. You're going to you're going to end up losing them, you know. So you're not going to have a big enough. You're going to have a small player base of thirty thirty five players in a squad. So where's the other sixty seventy professionals going to go then? Yeah. Um, I can I can see everyone's idea about the three regions, but who goes? Who, like, you know, who go like Scarlet's like they're west and they take care of all like the you know all that area. Ospreys are one of the most successful regions. Uh, Cardiff's a city, a city is the capital city. The capital, yeah. They don't go anywhere. You've got you've got the Dragons, who is one of the biggest regions. Yeah. You know, so for me, I like you can't get rid of three unless you completely overhaul and change it. Yeah. But so why not give four a go but fund it properly? Exactly. Four properly funded regions. That's the way forward. So like, if, if that fails, like sign a five year contract. We're going four regions. We're going to fund it seven, eight million pounds a year. If that fails, then we look at a new, you know, maybe we do go down to three then. Do you think? In the next five to six years, we'll still have four professional regions, in your uh, opinion. I like to think we do, but I think this is all part of their plan. So you think the WRU definitely want to see a region formed? Yeah. A lot of people have said that. A lot yeah, it's been said a lot now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I think it's just going to be survival of the fittest. I don't think they care who goes. Hmm. I think it's yeah. just going to be the survival. Yeah, I agree with that. I I think that they they just sitting there and going, if you if you put enough of them on the edge of a cliff, at some point one of them's going to step forward, and yeah. or, or the the cliff will go. And I think what will happen is that that team will get rescued, rebranded, and put up north. And 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 I think that I I know there's a lot of uh, you know what Warburton calls the compass point thing. That you know, how's it going to work? This, that, and the other. But it's the same as where we are now. You know, we've got too few teams in too small an area, all kind of pulling for the same supporters. Mm. We've got Valley's boys who are just up in arms at anything because they want a a region there. But when they had one, they didn't support it. And do you know what I mean? There's we're all there's always this infighting against each other about who wants to be left, and and the WIU are just going to go well. We'll let you sort that out, and then when one of you screwed, we'll we'll rescue you, you know, and then we'll, well, we'll rescue like. take him north. That's what it felt like for me as an Ospreys fan last week when no no one was released to the team and we got absolutely pummeled by Munster, you know, who'd had a few guys released back to the to the region there. And we were completely second best. And it's like, is this a sign of the future? Like, you know, is, are they trying to prove a point? Saying, you know, one region may go and look at the players they haven't got at the moment. That, that to me just goes to show if these regions got an extra million pound, they can sign three very good foreign players who they can build a team around when the internationals are not there. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Like, like, for example, the old days when they had Tia Tia, Jerry Collins... Uh, spice, spice, was yeah, Jason, Jason Spice, Hola, yeah, you know. Savia Rush, Ben Blair. Yeah. That's yeah. when Cardiff was strong when they had those. It was that bedrock of foreign yeah. players, and um, well, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which is why the Scarlets are doing okay now while the Six Nations are on. You know, they've got uh, Tia Tia there, Sam Lucy, 
You look at how much we rely on Sam Lousy and Fafita at the minute. There's a, at least one try a game comes from either one of those two directly, either an interception or a charge down. or they, They're directly responsible for at least one try in every game. And then you've got um, bloody psycho at the back of a scrum, mm. um, Cal Mahoney, who will just run into a brick wall and nine times out of ten runs through it. But he, he's he's good for, you know, 65, 70 metre gain, you know, in every game. And you put those three together and you go, actually, that's something you, you can build a game around, you know. Or, or two yellow cards and one red, but yeah. Take your pick, but I'm building my game around it, mate, you know. But the point is, is that they're there consistently throughout the season and you you know that they're going to be there throughout the season. Mm. Whereas, you know, as soon as somebody, you look at Jack Morgan, where the Ospreys go, right, this this is the kid that we're going to build a team around. And then he gets pulled for a whale squad and you're not seeing him for half your season. And yeah. all of a sudden you you can't build your side around him because he's just not there anymore. And as we, you know, I agree. When you've got those foreign players, you've got a bit of reliability. And and Dwayne Peel said it after um, after the game, after the Edinburgh game. He said it comes from having consistency in selection. He said I'm 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 basically selecting from the same twenty players for most of the rest of the season now, and just tinkering, you know, and <laughs> and it. That goes to that goes to show how shit it is though, because the WIU are expecting the regions to pay this money, but then the World Cups in September, mm. so yeah. the regions are not going to see their players. Then the Six Nations comes around, but these boys are probably only going to play the derbies over Christmas, I'd imagine. Mm. And yeah. then the WIU are expecting the regions to pick up the wage, like it's, it's I don't know. Are you glad to be out of the pro game now, Tev? Oh, <laughs> I bet you're pleased to be out of it now, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I was speaking to the boys the other day. I was like, literally, I come in at the right time, just when it was still quite old school and, you know, everyone was training up with tin tin sheds and stuff. Um, <laughs> and then literally got out just before the shitstorm. Like. <laughs> and who are you playing for now? Uh, NSD. Bit of, bit of fun with the boys now and a couple of pints on a Saturday. Happy days. That's what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. I I said all along, literally, when, when I finish, I just want to go back and have a few games with the boys and just enjoy it now. Like, you know, it's... But, and to be honest, the last... As soon as I passed, as soon as I hit 30, I hated rugby. Really didn't enjoy it whatsoever. I'm sad then, Tav. Why I did just, you... Just, just out of the love of the game, or...? Yeah, just just got too serious. Like... You know, we all want we all want to win and stuff like that. But then, like, you know, it was like we were doing like one hour, hour, like like ninety minute video sessions. She's just like, "What the fuck's going on here?" It's, it's like just, just get out on the pitch and have some fun, throw the ball around, and like it was just it just didn't get enjoyable. You know, you're in it like, all right, it's not the full, don't get me wrong, it's not the full time nine till five, but you're in it like eight and you're getting it like half three, but you just you just drained and you just think, I'm done it like. I just been sat in a room for like two hours just watching videos like this. Didn't didn't become enjoyable. And like the conditioning and weight side, like I was I hated the conditioning. Pre-season was the worst time of the year for me. Um 
but I never missed one preseason. Unfortunately, I was always fit for preseason. You never feigned an in, you never had a, a dodgy ankle or a, a bit of a sore shoulder for for preseason stuff. Really, no, the problem is I couldn't I couldn't afford to because I actually needed to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just literally just got too much in the end and just really wasn't enjoying it whatsoever. Okay, listen, moving on to the World Cup. I'm going to get rid of, go past all the, the Wales nonsense now. Who's going to win the World Cup? Who's your team? France. Surely because it's a home tournament? Yes, and I think they're a little bit of a bad patch coming now is a good thing. Okay. Um, Island peaking too soon? Island, Island, <laughs> and they... <laughs> the, well, the the problem is, is they're all on the one side of the draw. That's the issue. Yeah. Like, well, well, we also have a favourable draw. That's the thing. If we got yeah, a shift yeah. together now, we're on the right side of the. We're draw. on. We're on. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing. See, you know, instead of everyone fighting and you know who's the biggest plonker in the WIU, is everyone goes on side, sort of shit out straight away. Yeah. You have a good World Cup thing, and you're in the running for it. You know we're on the right side of the draws, but it won't it won't go that way, unfortunately. But you know, I'd like to think we'd have a good crack in it, but I just think we're not in a good place mentally at the moment. Are you going? Are you going to watch any of the games? Uh, yeah. So, honesty, we've organised a tour. Um, but we're not going to do the Wales games. We're going to do. We're going to try and do like some of these little like Fiji, Tonga. We want to do them games instead. I'll be a Portugal um, Fiji. I'll be good. Yeah, just just mix it up, you know, just to do some of them. And um I think we're going down to Nice, I think. Oh, to that's great there. down there. It's great down there. Um a couple of boys are doing two weeks. They've rented a couple of camper vans and they're doing the, the full circuit, like so. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to persuade the wife to let me do that. That's not working at the moment. But yeah. uh, <laughs> that was uh I was a bit scared to ask that. That's why I just left. I'll do a weekend, love, no problem. Especially, especially when my nephew shows me the period he's got two tickets for the final and two for the bronze final. Oh, I'm like, oh so you, you're going to give them to your uncle, you're going to, you know, you can take me now. But, um, no. that was expensive who, as well, mind. Who, um, hey. who'd you, who'd you boys reckon? New Zealand, you reckon? Yeah, I think they're going to come out of the blocks firing. You can never write them off. Yeah, see, mm. I'm, I'm going island. I just, I just think they've been so pissed off for, yeah. and they've got this label of the quarterfinal kings, and I they'll just take think some, they'll take some beating. Hmm. Yeah. I what about Australia they're... under Eddie Jones? No, no. <laughs> I, if if they still had uh, Jamie Joseph, I would have said yes because I think they were starting to. Started to come good. Like you look, they they basically played a fourth team against Wales, and you know they battered us. Like yeah. Well, yeah, about Dave Rennie, wasn't it? it was Dave oh, Rennie, wasn't yeah, yeah, Australia, really yeah. yeah. Jamie Joseph is Japan, and Japan, like, Japan. That's right, yeah. Um, South Africa for me. I don't know why. I just got a feel about South Africa. They're always there. They're about in the World Cup, and I think uh, yeah, they'll be a big threat. South Africa or France. I don't. Will we see any shocks this year? I. I think Fiji have got the best shot, really, with us, haven't they? Wales eliminated from the pool stage, but would that be a shock? No, I don't uh, know. It would yeah, be a yeah, shock. Yeah, yeah. What about Georgia? Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. But uh, I mean, Japan are playing really well at the minute as well. You know, Japan are, are, are due well, another couple of shocks. I love watching Japan play. Yeah, yeah they're great to me. They're like yeah. unbelievable. Like they're ball handling skills for you know they're not known for the rug until the World Cup in Japan, which just got they weren't known really for the rugby and you know they're just like unbelievable. I love watching them play the way they play the game. Proper fast open rugby. Oh, unbelievable! Like that, that's the type of game I think with the backline Wales got that they should strive to look to play. Mm. Yeah, it'd be nice to say we can only dream. Mm. But, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So, a, a quick question then, uh, Tubbs, about stepping down to uh, to the community game and, and all of that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. How many drink forfeits have you had so far this season for trying to be a smart ass and uh, it not quite coming off? Uh, none yet. So I, mean, <laughs> I don't <laughs> believe that for a second. I tell you, I tell you what we had the other day was um, so we played Blackwood in a local derby, and um, the uh, we had the ref was from England because they were trialing. So there was three refs come from England and three went over to. Uh, three Welsh ones went over to England. They were trialing something. So the ref to us was like, "Oh, how do you pronounce your team name?" And our captain went, "Oh, Ryan." He thought he said, <laughs> "This is this is, the, this is what I'm dealing with here now." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a good laugh to be fair. And I, do you know what? I I actually I was quite I was a little bit nervous to start. I was like, "Oh, a team's going to like target me and just be be assholes and all." But you know, like I've played pillow away, and to be fair, they were brilliant. Like the boys on the pitch were brilliant. Even the the fans on the side were good as gold as well. Obviously, you get a little bit of shit off them, but literally in the club, it was it was class, like you know. Back to oh, back cool. to the reason that you wanted to play rugby in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Just you know, having a bit of banter on the field. You know, literally, we run out for kickoff, and the number eight's gone. They're in the arms park now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally straight away, and I was like, "Oh no, here we go now." <laughs> no, it was. Um, it's, it's been enjoy- frustrating in a way because I got to realize what what you know I'm playing. You know, I'm playing. Boys are playing for fun now. Um, but you know, loving look back, back loving rugby again. You know, oh, good stuff. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite, it's quite a shame. Like, you know, have you seen the New Zealand model where every now and then the internationals go back and play for like the local clubs where they come from just to get fit and all that. It's a shame. Like, you know, the regions maybe don't do something like that. You know, I know obviously we got the Premiership and stuff like that, but you know, it'd be good. You know, maybe. Go back to your roots. You know, five five games a year, you can go back. You go back and play for your club, and you can pick when you want to go or something like that. You know, just just try and keep the community game involved as well, in some sort of way. Yeah, you mentioned the, the Premiership, then, Tav. Um, do you think it's fit for purpose as a development tool? Um, I, I think I think it needs to, I think we could do with cutting the teams down. Okay. Yeah. Um. Why is it? Is it twelve teams at the moment? Yeah. So what would you cut it down to then? Ten or I know to do it. I'd go. I'd go. I'd start with ten. I think cutting it to eight straight away is going to be a that's a hefty blow. Yeah. Uh, but I'd I'd start with ten, and then you know I think what you'll find then is players may leave that they'll drop down to the championship. The championship comes a bit stronger again. Championship players drop to Div One. Div One comes stronger. 
you know, it, hopefully it would filter down. But again, yeah. you know, that's just me throwing something out there, which might work, might it might not at the end of the day. But I think we've got to try something to make Welsh rugby stronger below yeah. professional rugby as well. Yeah, there has been that criticism, isn't it, that the gap is too big and it's not quite fulfilling that yeah. gap between the Premiership and URC rugby. Yeah. Well, what what I was told um, last week was that so um, URC squads will be limited to forty, and so whether the forty comes first or the the pay cap comes first, whichever one you stop, with twenty um, academy players and. What's uh, at least two regions have said that academies will only be players now who are game ready. So you're you're only in an academy if essentially you can step into that that first role. So the development of players from uh, sixteen to eighteen to twenty one that will all now fall outside of. Um, the four regions that will go back down to the feeder clubs. So for Scarlets, that'll be Camarden, Quinns, Nestle and Clandovery. And they will come up through the effectively, you know, the academies in the, the premiership. And once you've proved yourself in the premiership, you'll get taken on as a, an academy player in the URC or uh, in one of the regions. But you need to be ready to step onto the pitch from day one. That's that's what I got told last week as a the the model that's going to go forward. Mm, interesting. How do you, how I, don't do you think you, that's gonna... I don't know about you boys, but how obviously your son was in the Scarlet's Academy, yeah. Mm-hmm. How so? For me, I found it bizarre how they just finished a preseason block. Who come to the start of the season, they play three games, they get bought out for a conditioning week. I'm like, you've just done six weeks of preseason. Like, well, like, surely you should be just be playing rugby, rugby, rugby now. Mm. Like, I, I was in there, like, obviously, I'm talking, I don't want to say how many years back when I was in there, but um, I was playing Wednesday, Wednesday for the, the, the school sixth form team. And then Saturday, I was playing for, I was playing for Newport. You know, like they weren't worried about how much rugby I was playing. They were just wanted me to play rugby. Hmm. And, and the same when I was playing, we used to play. Uh, you train with the county on a Tuesday. You train with the youth on a Wednesday. You train with the school on a Thursday. You play for the school on the Friday. You play for the county on the Saturday morning. And you play for this for your club side on the Saturday afternoon on a busy week. You know, and. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you got battered senseless, and I've still got injuries from it now. But um, no, mate, you've I'll... always looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, you, I think you learn more by playing those games. But it's it's how much skill development, how much you know, how much physical development are the young kids now going to get? Yeah. Um, they con- you know, they're constantly in gyms, which frustrates me so much as well. Yeah. Constantly spending our two hours in the gym compared to what they do, probably skills work and stuff like that as well. That's that's another big factor I find. But then you watch Wales twenties and Jesus, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, they, they, they've got some good lads in in, in that under under twenties team, yeah. and uh, some cracking skills as well. Mm. You know? but, like to, to me, that, that that goes to show they've given they've been given the freedom just to go and play rugby. 
you know, mm. don't worry about what happens. You make a mistake, so be it. You learn the next time. You won't do it again. You know, it's... well, so it should be. Live yeah. the mistakes, move on. You know, yeah. and, and just enjoy the game. Enjoy mm. playing rugby. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, it, it looks like they are like, all right, the results are not going their way, but Jesus, they're, it's, it's entertaining to watch. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm looking forward to watching the women's rugby, actually, uh, the women's Six Nations, because they are cracking games. They, um, I, I totally forgot they're um, doing their own standalone Six yeah, Nations. Yeah, I think it's at the end of March, and it's only a pound yeah. or a fiver really? for people in clubs to go and watch the women's Six Nations. This, this That's is, good. This is, this is the issue. Like, even though it's, it, what, it must start in three weeks, probably three or four weeks, yeah. the men's, I've, you've seen no... Like I've seen no publicity about it at all. No, no, and there should be. And uh, you know, they're they're on professional contracts as well now. Yeah, you know, and, and it should be flying. They should be on the TV. It should be banners around the city saying, you know, come yeah. and support the women. You know, uh, and they deserve that. They deserve the plaudits because because they're cracking players as well. Mm. Mm. And it's a lot harder to to make it in the women's game. Than it is for the you, you've got all the same issues that you have in the men's game in terms of competitiveness and this that and the other, but in the women's game you also got to fight against the attitude of the old guard at the same time, and yeah. it, even with all the stuff that's changed now and 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 what have you, that attitude is still there in clubs and it's still you still hear people saying oh, I'm not, I'm not going to watch that I, I don't like the women's game I don't like watching women play and yeah. you're like come on man it's, it's we've, you um, know. we've we've got a, a women's team at NST and um you know to be to be fair every you know whenever this game's on they've always got they've always got a team out you know results end yeah. going their way but you can see they're out there they have a good laugh with each other that's it. You know, my, my daughter's just started uh, training with Cardiff Harlequins under 14. She's only 11, but she's tall for her age. I'm watching those young girls train. They don't hold back. They hammer into everything. And their skills are fantastic for under mm. 14s. And I, I believe they haven't lost a game yet. And their under 16s and under 18s are doing fantastic as well. Mm. And these, these girls come from all over the valleys down, down to the club yeah. to play. So they've you know, the commitments here from the families to get them to come down and play. And a lot of those girls on that card of Harlequin's team are playing for Wales one day. They're, they're yeah, fantastic yeah. to watch. Yeah. And it's just entertaining rugby. Mm. There we are. So, right. Have we, have we covered off all of the stuff now? Is there anything left in the shit show that is Welsh rugby that we haven't covered so far that we need to get covered? I think we're all good. I think it's all done. <laughs> Jamie's now, having, there must the be something B. inside Jamie's head that's going, hang on a second. <laughs> is this going to annoy me now? Because after we end at this, I'm going to be on to it. Fuck, I wish I asked to be that now. <laughs> I, my mind's gone blank. I think we have covered quite a lot, haven't we, in fairness? But, um, what what yeah. I will say, though, the WIU does need to literally be burnt to the ground and restarted. Every yes. single Every single person on that board needs to justify why they're on that board mm. uh, in front of a, like an independent panel or whatever it is um we need the right we need the right person in the ceo job who knows how to run multi-million pound business yeah, yeah. um and we need the board members we need the board members in there supporting them and not just in it for themselves 
How confident are you that the clubs, because the EGM is ne- next month, how confident are you, Tom, that these clubs are going to vote through the, the, the changes that they're so badly needed, the modernisation of W? Do you have faith and confidence at this time the clubs no. will do the right thing and get it? You're not? No, not at all. You don't think it reaches 75%? I, I, what do we need, 75%? It's, it's 75%, I think we need, yeah. Nah, I, I just can't see it. So uh, we can't move forward there, can we? If the clubs don't vote it through, I, I, I can't see how Welsh rugby if, can move forward. If, if it gets voted through, I'll be very surprised. But for me, I just think there's too many people get, you know, with fingers in pies and stuff like that. They won't, they won't want to lose that. Why, why yeah. would you want to? Why would you want to lose? Oh, you know, I got I got a space in in the executive lounge. You meet the players after and stuff like that. Why, why would they want to sacrifice losing that? Mm. I just I can't can't see it whatsoever. I hope it does, but yeah, it won't. I can't see it happening. Oh well, fingers crossed it does because I can't see. As I said, if, if if it doesn't happen now, I can't see it ever happening with everything that's gone on. Yeah, you know, this is last chance saloon, isn't it? Yep. Well, when you throw all of that in together, when you throw all the governance shit, the, the contracts, the misogyny, the racism, the, you know, the just the general mismanagement of Welsh rugby, that that is all there now, and it's all kind of come into a head now. It's one of those things that when somebody kind of puts their hands up and says, I've got a problem, then there's another three problem, put their hands up and say, and all of those problems come together. If we're not gonna make that change now, if we, are we ever gonna make that change? Do you know what I mean? that's, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, if it's not now, then when? If not now, when? That's my concern. Yeah, just it's, don't know where we go from here. Yeah? We can't. We can't get any worse than where we are now. With everything that's mm. happened, we cannot get any worse. So now is the time for the change. Yeah, it has to be. Like, like you say, it's, it's not going to happen any other time because we're not going to be in a worse place than where we are now. Mm. Hopefully not. Yeah. Who's who's below us in the international table, Carwin? We're, we're now below Japan. Oh, so Fiji, next? Georgia, Romania, Poland, Germany, Belgium, you know. <laughs> those, those types of teams. So, so it could go worse. Shit in hell. Yeah. It's uh, look, it's onwards and upwards at the moment. You know, it's only one way forward and that's up. Yeah. Yeah, let's mm. let's go with that. Let's go with that. Yeah, <laughs> I like your optimism. <laughs> it's hard though, isn't it? It's it's so hard to be optimistic at the minute. Even you know, Scar- I'm a Scarlet supporter, and Scarlets are on a bit of a run at the minute. We're having a good time of it. Oh, I'm making the most of it, but that's what you playing this weekend. <laughs> it's it's still difficult to feel positive about Welsh rugby. Uh, and, it's hard. Yeah. yeah, you tell yeah. me that after Saturday now when you play Munster. <laughs> Depending <laughs> on what the score is, mate, I may well be phoning you up. But oh, yeah. you know, but the point is, is you know, even when things are, you know, positive for 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 being a scarlet, it's a positive thing at the minute. It still feels difficult to get excited about. Like on, I was watching a game on Saturday. Ah. I mean, fair enough, I had toothache and all that kind of stuff when I could barely stand up but I, I didn't want to put my top on I didn't want to uh, you know I didn't want to put my lucky beret on certainly didn't have my lucky pants on do you know what I mean all the stuff that usually goes into a match day for me mm. just wasn't there I just could not get excited about 
Wales against England in Cardiff. And that's, I think that's just for me that that says everything about the game in Wales at the minute. It's it's beaten me to the point where I won't put my lucky pants on for a Wales England game. That's so bad. It is. Oh, who bloody you? Try being a dragon to a Wales fan. See how you get on. That's hard. <laughs> Sorry, Tav, but you know what I mean, don't yeah. <laughs> I don't get to see many wins. I get like three, four wins a season. Wales is shit. Oh, just it's, it's depressing, mate. You've no idea how hard it is being a Dragons and Wales fan right now. No idea. That's what I want to say, anyway. <laughs> do you still support the, the any of the regions, Tav? Do you still do you still watch games? Do you still get involved in them, or is it just purely? Community game for you now. Yeah, I'll still. Um, I'll, I'm going down to the Cardiff Ulster game on the weekend, actually. Um, Big again, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll try, you know, obviously, if, if people offer me freebies, I'll go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we, we know. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I will. I'm, to, to, to be honest, unless I go. Unless I go live, I I don't really watch it much on the TV. So, like I said, I just completely lost interest in watching it. Uh, oh, what's he doing now? Well, oh, he's got the spreadsheet. I got the spreadsheet, up, boys, because because we're talking about the weekend's games. I thought that would be an excellent way of of introducing Tubbs to our prediction league. So Reese isn't here this week, mate. So you get to guess the scores for the for the games this weekend. Okay, so um, let's let's start with Cardiff Ulster. Let's let's go with that. So, what we usually do is we all usually predict the Dragons win just to wind Jamie up. <laughs> it's not um, funny anymore. I don't know why you keep doing it. It's not hilarious. Funny it's not. <laughs> I'm actually going to go for a Dragons win this weekend. They're playing. Oh, shut up. <laughs> so, um. Let's start with Cardiff Ulster. Um, who's going to win and by how many points, Tuv? When does this uh, When does this go out? This will be out tomorrow. Oh, do you know? What? I'll go. I'll go Cardiff win. Go on. Cardiff by how many points, mate? Uh, four, four points, and the good thing with that is probably a better guess than if Reese was here and he's a Cardiff fucking supporter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carwin, what's your what's your prediction, mate? Ulster by eight. Ulster by eight. Oh, you're going to be popular, James. I'm going to go Ulster by three. Ulster by three, and I'm going to go Cardiff by one. Just yeah, you cause... put your neck on the line there, lads. Yeah, you put your neck on the line. Stretch that one out there. So, uh, Friday night game, Munster versus Scarlets. So, come on then, Carwin. You can go first on this one, you cocky little shit. Munster by 40. <laughs> Fucking arsehole. Munster <laughs> by 40. You just blew your weekend there, fella. <laughs> Tubbs, what do, what do you reckon on this one? Um, a monster by 15. You boys, you're killing me tonight, honestly. Uh, monster by 15. Jane? 
Well, I don't think it's going to be quite as messy as when Ospreys went out there. I do think Scarlett's a, a good fight, but I can't see him beating Munster. It's in Cork, isn't it? I, I can't see Scarlett's pulling off a win in Cork. I, I'm going to go the same as to 15, Munster by 15. Munster by 15. Yeah. Bastards, the lot of you. Right, well, I'm uh, I'm obviously going to go Scarlet's by five, just because uh, I can. Fuck you. Right. Um, I actually think the Scarlet's Munster game is going to be a bit of a belter. It, it's it, You've got two teams that are actually playing quite well at the minute, and um, I, I just think it's going to be a hell of a game. So that's just my one on that. Yeah, cheers oh, for that. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Osprey's Benetton. Osprey's Benetton. So, uh, uh, Tov, what, what do you reckon on that one? How much are Osprey's going to get their asses kicked by with uh, with this one? I am tempted. Come on, come uh, on. I go Osprey's by nine. Good lad. He's obviously trying to get some tickets from somewhere. <laughs> Osprey's by seven. By seven. Jim? Are you going to go Osprey's by eight? Oh. Every time you go for the Ospreys, we lose. <laughs> really? Well, I I'm, I reckon Bennett and uh, I think they've got quite a few boys back from their Italian squad. And they're all right. uh, a bit of a decent one, so I'm going Benetton by five on that one. So, uh, Jamie, Dragons versus Connaught. A big one. Mm. <laughs> no, it's not at all, is it? Um, so, Dragons got three players released from the Wales camp. So, we've got Wayne Wright, Leon Brown and Bradley Roberts coming back, which is good. That's going to help us. Um, Connacht are a good team they got a lot of respect for Connacht they are my favourite Irish province um, they always put up a good fight this is a pretty tough game but we're at home Wales players back I'm going to be positive and I'm going to say Dragons by five holy fuck when so that means we're going to lose for definite now we're probably <laughs> going to lose for definite when was the last time you predicted Dragons win it was when we played Zebra <laughs> Did we lose that one? No, we won. We stuffed them. <laughs> we actually won that one, Tess. Wow, that seems like an age ago, mate. I've seen mm. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tev, what, what do you reckon on uh, Dragon's Connaught, mate? Come on now, Tev. Do I go Don't hard? Don't be your loyalties. Do I go hard on head? <laughs> You can see the pain in your face, mate, on this one. I know. Loyalties, Tev, that's all I'm saying. No pressure, but come on now. Connor Dragon. A lot of Dragons fans listen to this uh, podcast. Yeah. Connor don't lose many, do they? No. no they're on a no. really good run at the minute. They are, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's really struggling with this one, isn't he? Yeah, he is, isn't he? <laughs> I'll just say Connor then, Tev. Come on, I know you want to. He's desperate to say Connor. Come on, then I'll go Dragons by four. Hey! hey! That's all I wanted to do. Uh, I'm going to say Dragons by six. Dragons by six. Mm. And uh, 
yeah, I'm going to go Dragons by one as well, just to piss off Jamie. So... The Dragons win. <laughs> They're going to lose now. They're going to lose by 40-odd. 50-odd-nil. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, I can't remember <laughs> the last time we all predicted a Dragons win. That was that's bizarre. It man. must have been Seba. It must have been. No, I think I it predicted it. I think we were in that stage where you just would not let me predict a Dragons win. And, uh, no, we're past that stage. For you, we're to be past, you've given yeah. up now, man. <laughs> uh, just do what you want. Now. It's making no difference to results, is it? let's be honest. So just crack on now. <laughs> you'd, you'd be saying that my lucky pants have got nothing to do with the scoreline next, mate. This is crazy uh... talk. <laughs> right, gentlemen, uh, thank you very much for your time tonight. So it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, mate. It's been, yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, JJ. Any time, lads, I'm always here to slag anyone off, you know. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And you, you couldn't get further away from uh, from Reese, who is the nicest person on the planet without <laughs> a bad word to say about anybody. And uh, it's nice to have somebody going on, yeah, I'm fucking having them. Yeah, they, they can have it. It's uh, It's been good, mate. It's been good. And, um, yeah, I wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Um, who's who's next for... Honestly, yeah, that's the ones. Who's next top, for them? Top, top, league, top league clash. We got the uh, Halloween. Home or away? Clash. So. And what's your prediction for that one then? Honestly, win 23-10. Now we'll tag them now. Have they got a Twitter profile? We'll tag them up on that. Yeah, we're having that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Times all the best for the rest of the season, mate, uh, yeah. and and everything else. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get you back on at some point soon for another chat and slagging some people off. All the best, mate. Yeah, have a good have one. Days. Cheers, Thanks, all the best. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it enough to come back next week and listen again. So please do subscribe, rate and review the pod as it really helps us on most of the platforms that we appear on. You can keep the conversation going on Twitter and Facebook by searching for us on RAP, W-R-R-A-P, or you can email us on Welsh Regional Rugby Pod at Gmail. Com. We'll be back next week to do some more of the same. We hope you'll come and enjoy us. And in the meantime, enjoy your rugby. Sports Social Podcast Network.